This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and I think for the second week in a row, I'm saying welcome to an unusual episode of Wildcat Dojo Conversations. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And it's just us three again. But to be honest with you, it's kind of fun. Us. And with you leaving for the summer, Landon, I'm glad to have this quality time. Us. Ooh, she went there. So the reason today is unusual is because the episode we had planned could not come together. Us. So we had to go to my list that I keep (laughs) and pick one out. And I think, Sensei Jackie, you've got a choice for us. I do. Now, I know that you have this long list of karate sayings, Sensei, but this is one that I really love. The saying goes, as I have heard it, if practice makes perfect, what does perfect practice make? Now, we think that that quote is from Peter Urban, but if you're out there and you're listening and we are wrong, would you please tell us? Tell us who did say the quote, or maybe it's from an old time saying that's come down through the ages and has been translated to English. Right. It's from Socrates. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I picked him out of nowhere. (laughs) Socrates was known for his Greek form of martial arts. Perfect. Well, because this applies to a lot of things that is not necessarily martial arts, doesn't it? That's true. Okay, so again, if practice makes perfect, what does perfect practice make? And I think, Landon, you decided to start us out. Us. So when we put this episode together, I looked at a quote, and I found one by Peter Boylan, and it states as follows. Train slow and work up to it. It's easy to practice things wrong. The temptation is always there to start practicing harder, faster, and more intensely than your technique is ready for. Don't give in. Practice right so you truly learn how to do the techniques and master your art. Thank you, Mr. Boylan, and thank you, Landon. Us. So I'm listening to that, and my brain went in three different directions. Oh. Not that unusual, if you know me, to be honest with (laughs) you. We did do a whole episode on threes. We never did an episode on how my brain works, thank goodness. (laughs) Because that would be scary, even for psychologists. Many episodes (laughs) worth. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I think I was insulted. (laughs) I think so. I think it was a compliment. Here we go. I'm going to start out with a kind of an anecdotal story. When Sensei Jackie and I teach small children, four or five-year-old children, we teach them a form of self-defense. And we hope that that self-defense is never needed, obviously. Correct. Of course. But if it was needed, the reason it would work is because the person who was trying to grab the child would be surprised that the child knew what to do. Okay. So when we show the self-defense to the parents at demonstrations or whatever, we always say to the parents, we really do encourage you to practice this at home. Mm -hmm. However, what we don't want you to do is become so, do I want the word competitive? I would say so. With your child that you begin to say, this is never going to work on me. And you begin to create holds that are so tight that their smaller, less confident bodies absolutely cannot make it work. Because unlike myself or Sensei Jackie or you, Landon, they don't know how to trick the opponent into softening the grip. Us. Because they're just little kids, right? That's right. So 
when the parent is helping the child, they need to remember they're helping the child. It's not about them, right? Exactly. So that's the first place where my head went. And it's definitely not supposed to be an ego game with the child. And although we've touched on ego many times and done an entire episode on it, all of a sudden it'll come out by accident sometimes, don't you think? Oh, definitely us. I also think that when we're talking about parents and small children, we actually just had a Shi'i. Mm-hmm. And I think it ties into what Sensei, you said before the Shi'i to the parents. Don't coach. <laughs> it's very hard to see something from the outside. And I think that that also goes into the practice and the perfection because you can't perfect from the outside. So I think that's kind of ties into what we're talking about. Okay. So just for those of you who aren't competitive in a sporting way in martial arts, there's sports, boxing, kickboxing, where you have a coach, he's right in the ring with you. He's watching from the outside and he's in your ear when you go to take your 30 second break Mm -hmm. or one minute break. And he's telling you what to do when you get back in. But in karate, you're supposed to be figuring it out by yourself. And also from the standpoint of competition in martial arts, it's completely not fair for one person to be coached and the other person not. Exactly. But it is difficult to not open your mouth when you see the need. (laughs) So we get that. And we were just talking about this before the episode even began. I do think that we put a serious amount of emphasis on winning. Mm -hmm. Yes. And in sparring, my thought was the reason that we do sparring and we are not hitting people in their most vulnerable areas is because we're trying to learn how to keep our head during chaos. And if you can start learning that as a young child, it will help you as you mature in life in all sorts of situations, whether you're being physically hit or bombarded emotionally. But we're not saying we in karate put an emphasis on winning. No, we're not. And that was going to be my point. But I I also like where you went with it, Jackie, that, you know, the point of sparring Mm -hmm. is to be able to manage spontaneity. Exactly. But I'm saying that when you're watching a sparring match, you want your guy to win. When you're sparring, you want to win. That's just what you want to do. And the funniest part of this, and I think there might be an irony here or a connection, how we can swing back to practicing, is you learn so much more from mistakes than you do from successes. I totally agree. And what I was thinking of in this is when you're in the dojo, and let's say you're a teen or an adult. So you're working with another partner, your size, a little bigger, a little smaller, and you're doing self-defense techniques. There is that tension between you of, should I hold him harder? Should I make him work harder? Or am I just one of those people that just, you know, lets it go? I don't really care. So that the, the practice level between two people is hard to make perfect. Okay. She's not wrong about that. We call our partners ukis. Because you have an Uki who's excellent. They have a tension, but not so much that you actually have to hurt them. Right. And you have Ukis that make it more difficult. Right. And that's just people learning along the way. But that's a beautiful segue back to um, if practice makes perfect, what does perfect practice make? Because I think that where I want to go here is in another couple of weeks, we're going to do a show about Master Collegian's creativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. The man was prolific. Us. Scarily prolific. But where his self-defense was concerned, he didn't really invent anything that we hadn't seen before. 
But what he did do was organize it in a way so that if you stuck with him throughout the pattern, which took years, it was possible that no matter how off track the fight got, a reality self-defense fight, you'd be able to find your way out of it Mm -hmm. with the knowledge of the techniques that he gave you. So he planned imperfection into the technology that he taught on a self-defense level at the very high mastery level. Okay. Okay. First off, how did I do with saying that? Did I say it correctly? You said it correctly. And it it definitely reminds me of Wabi Sabi because the only way to achieve perfection is through imperfection. So it was only by not doing everything just right that you could be successful in the fight. Interesting. Mm, I never thought about it that way. Neither did I, but that's because I, I never think esoterically when I think of the fight. It's always kind of a visceral thing, isn't it? Yes. In the fight. And just so you guys know, we did a whole episode on Wabi Sabi and we'll tag it below. But Wabi Sabi is a concept that imperfection creates perfection. It's very complicated. It's very Eastern in its look, not nuts and bolts like we are over here in the West, but it is a beautiful thing because it allows that nothing is going to ever be exactly perfect. And so what we're doing is working our way towards, correct? That's right. Us. There's no way in this episode that we're going to ever be able to explain the complication of Master Clegion's self-defense. So we're not even going to try to do that. But the point is that even in his genius, even as he was thinking, and from his experience in his world of bodyguarding and whatnot, that even as you're setting your technique to the right, no wait, the whole thing's going to end up on the left, or no wait, it's going to end up on the ground, no wait, it's got another weapon involved. So you have to be ready, not necessarily prepared, because you can't plan it, it's spontaneous like sparring, but Mm -hmm. ready for whatever comes your way. Yes, and that awareness was watching, listening, all of your senses being involved. Good one. Okay, so to take this one to our last segment, I'm going to move from outside in the reality self-defense world to inside the dojo in the practice world and say, how difficult is it to get people to practice slowly? Oh, Oh, sensei, it's almost impossible. (laughs) And from a student perspective, how difficult is it to practice slowly. And from a 40 years in person, how difficult is it to practice slowly? And in karate, we call that micro study. Us. I don't know what they call it in other areas. And I don't really know if they do it in other areas like dance or art, painting. I think in dance, they would tell you to, but we do this also in karate, to break it down into a, a smaller particle and practice that by itself. So Mm. the nature of practicing something by itself is you would think you would do it slowly first and then build up your speed. Especially, I'm thinking of learning a tap move. Good one. Okay, let's see. How difficult is it to get somebody to move slowly? (laughs) We do slow study in kata. We do slow study in sparring. Us. And we do slow study in self-defense techniques. All three of our pillars, as we like to call them. Us. I'm going to throw this one out. I think the most difficult to get somebody to slow down in is sparring. I don't know if it's the most difficult to get them to slow down. I think it's difficult to get them to see that if they do slow down, that one move connects to the other. And that realization is like, ooh, now I'm beginning to understand why we're doing this. What do you think, Landon? Hmm. 
One, I think it's very hard when you're actively fighting an opponent to slow down in sparring. Okay. I want to address that before you go on. Both parties should be doing the micro study, correct? Absolutely. And before the micro study begins, everybody is informed that it isn't about tagging the other person. If one person makes a tag on the other person, they moved too fast. And by a tag, you mean a point? Touching the um, target areas. Okay. Right? Yes. Because as Sensei Jackie alluded to, what you're trying to find out isn't about your opponent. It's about you. Exactly. And that is where the trick lies. Go ahead and continue. Because when you're in this fighting mode in your brain, it's go, 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 go. There is no stopping. Right. So I think that, like you said, Sensei, it needs to be on both sides. It always is. I on mean, both it sides. has to be both sides. But I also want to say that I think self-defense is very hard to micro study. It is. Let me say one more thing about sparring before we get to self-defense and we'll go there. Us. Because I also think kata is very hard to micro study. It's tricky to slow down, as they say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Peter Boylan said it and Peter Urban said it. And now we're just throwing it out there, too. That's so funny. It's tough to slow down. <laughs> But where sparring's concerned, you and your partner are working on micro study, correct? Yes. Accidentally, automatically, out of nowhere, the ego takes hold and you want to get the point. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And, and you don't even know it's coming. And don't even know it happened after it's over. It's just so automatic for the person to see the target and go for it. Huh. Yeah. But when you're not obsessed with them but you become obsessed with yourself. So then you can see the tag that you're going for the upstairs would then go for the, to the downward block would then go for the turn of the body to use the elbow of the other arm and how one thing feeds into the other. Then, and only then can you really begin to learn from that slow study. And I do think we have the same problem as you were alluding to self-defense is the fact that another body is in the room makes it difficult to slow down. Yes. And in self-defense, to know when to catch and release because someone, if let's say we're doing grabs, they absolutely has to touch you so that you know where you're releasing from. Sorry about the preposition there. And it's, that was funny. That was funny. I'm going to throw in a little aside. I recently read that even people who are seriously into grammar have thrown that rule away and you're allowed to end sentences with prepositions. I know you are. I just, so hard to change. <laughs> That's a whole podcast within itself. I know. And it takes me to this wonderful joke that has a bad word in it, so I can't tell it about prepositions. But write me, and hey, I'll tell you that joke personally, although you could probably search it on the web, and then you won't need us. But if you do need us... You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Ad.com, and that's our webpage. Dojo Conversations at AOL.com is our email. And you can find us on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And now back to your regular scheduled programming. <laughs> there we go. Which is self defense. So, again, the partner makes a difference. Definitely. Right. Because when we're doing kata, you have control. Right. Well, it's just you control. and nobody else. Right. But even that one's tricky, but let's finish with that one. So, you need to find a partner and you and your partner have the same goal, which is, I really want to look at, do I actually move out of the line of fire and still have my body posture the way I wanted it to be? When you're coming at me with a weapon, do my eyes travel too far up and therefore I've lost track with the rest of the 
opponent's body, which is also a dangerous fighting tool. Right. So you're attacking me at such a slow line that I can check those things in myself and fix those things in myself. So the partner is, gosh, I don't even know how to measure how important. Very important. Do you remember certain partners that were great and certain partners that were not? Us. (laughs) That's an easy one. That was an automatic yes. Unfortunately, I think I remember the ones that were not more than the ones that were great. So although she took you for granted, thank you, all great partners. That's right. And I, of course, do too. And I bet I've been both. I know I have. And and I'm learning all the time after, how to be a better partner. After all these years, we're still learning. But as you alluded to, Landon, Kata, you would think would be the easiest one because it's just you and no distractions built in. But there are distractions. Us. Right? <laughs> and they just come wafting through your brain whenever they feel like it. And in the concept of um, you by yourself and that quest for perfection, could we segue off to other areas where this might be good, where hurrying up makes more mistakes and slowing down makes at least smoother work? Us. Like when I can't find my keys and I have to slow down. And even though I've practiced my routine leaving the house a thousand times, that day I'm in a rush. And you have to breathe so much on that one, too, so that panic doesn't come up in your upper chest. Right. right? Absolutely. Which one were you going to say? There's so many. But I would say during a test. Oh, yes. That your brain is running at 25 million miles an hour. That's a really good one. you just have to literally go, you could hear the snap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did a good one and just say, stop. Yeah. I think that's really important. Especially time tests because Us. then you're, you're stressed. You've already done the math. You know, there's 90 questions in 90 minutes. Are you kidding me? Thank goodness on the software that we use to take tests. They finally took away the timer that tells you how long you've been taking the test uh, or how long you have left. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. That's awful. We did a whole podcast on time. So I'm going to tag it down below because always time and I, I think we've even passed the frenemy stage and we're on into enemy stage. (laughs) I believe that's possible. I'm going to say, Landon, when you and I were just talking about before, how we get ahead of the slowness of our electronic devices, Uh, (laughs) right? And how slowing down would be such a plus if, if we could do it. My only way to do it is to turn my back. If I look, I get too frenzied, Us, right? But that's a, a good one too. All right. So Where do we land on if practice makes perfect, what does perfect practice make? Because I don't think we actually tackled the what does perfect practice make. Or maybe we did because we said perfect practice is really not a choice, but we all try to get as close as we can. Is that where we landed? It's an ideal, but I don't think that it's one that any of us could ever achieve. We just keep working toward it. It turns out that the longer a person's been doing martial arts, the more they realize it's a full-time road and you never really hit the end. So we won't meet the martial artist, I don't believe, who thinks he's perfect. Do you think we could? We can meet whoever thinks he's perfect probably isn't. There we go. Oh, I don't want to leave on that note. So let's find a joke. Okay. Okay. So of course we have to magically pause. (laughs) And with the magic of the pause button, we're back. (laughs) If you're a regular listener, you remember that about a month ago, we stopped to try to look up some jokes about one of the episodes and we only found one. So we're gaining momentum because at least this time we found two. There we go. 
We keep practicing. <laughs> Will we ever hit three? We're making progress <laughs> and perfection. Okay. okay, Sensei Jackie, start us out. You know, I've learned so much from my mistakes that I'm thinking about making a few more. But um bum bum ching. All right, my joke is about practicing. Why couldn't the green pepper practice archery? Why? Because it didn't have an arrow. Oh, habanero If I was a real pepper person, I would understand that one even better, but I'm not. But I'm guessing habaneros are very spicy. Very spicy. Very. They're one of the hottest peppers. And on that note, we are definitely going to call it. Sounds good. You are not going to be able to buy peppers from on yeah, I was just <laughs> trying to figure out a segue in my brain. I was like, how are we going to do this one? <laughs> You are not going to be able to buy the peppers at Honor Athletics. Of course. But we do want you to check them out. In fact, we want you to make them your source for all your martial arts needs, don't we, guys? Yes. That's right. You can uh, find them on the web at honor-athletics.com. Or you can call at 770-945-5150. And please don't forget to mention us, Wildcat Dojo, on checkout to get your 10% discount. And remember to scroll down because their uh, link is always in our show notes. Absolutely. Along with some other links. Us. As much as this one was not scripted and not planned, we had a good time as we always do. Always. So on that note, let's say goodnight, Landon. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Certainly enjoyed it. You know I'm signing out. See you next week. Thanks for stopping by. We will see you next time. Wildcat Dojo Conversations.